the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back. I am Seth Liebson. It is Tuesday, November 8, 2022. What is one to think about on a day like today? Well, this is it. This is what Alexander Hamilton had in mind when he wrote in the very first Federalist paper that the Constitution that was drafted in Philadelphia was designed to solve a proposed question, whether the mass of mankind was able to erect a governance based on reflection and choice or be forever destined to live by accident and force. Reflection and choice or accident and force. My wish after today, my hope, is the vast majority of Americans will look at the socialism reflected in the party that rules by arbitrary force and say, no, no more, not here, not with our children, not with our First Amendment, not with our Second Amendment, not with any part of our Constitution, not with our public health, not with our jobs, not with our race, not with our sovereignty, not with law enforcement and crime, not with emperors without clothes or mental faculty and facility, not with projections about political violence, not with group libel, not with a listless foreign and defense policy. Here's where I come from on a day like today. Many of us, and many of you, Know the famous Ronald Reagan quote, freedom is only one generation away from extinction. It isn't passed down through the bloodstream, has to be fought for, nurtured, and taught, lest we spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like to live in a place called America where men were free. We all pretty much have heard or used that quote, but I'm not sure we haven't taken it a little bit for granted. Reagan repeated versions of it throughout his lifetime. That's how important it was to him, including in his farewell address from the Oval Office. But the very first time he ever said it, the first time, was in Phoenix, Arizona in 1961. And thus I always felt we Arizonans had a special duty to safeguard and vouchsafe that sentiment. You combine Reagan's connections to Arizona and the career and life of Barry Goldwater and I truly think our mission of protecting what conservatism and the Republican Party is starts in Arizona, or at the very minimum, cannot be surrendered in Arizona. Sure, our party has its fissures and divisions. Heck, Goldwater and Reagan created fissures and divisions in their days, too, fighting off an establishment party controlled by people with names like Rockefeller and Romney. And they created the modern conservative political movement under the aegis of the Republican Party. Lately, I've heard a little too much chatter about and from people who say because they don't like this direction or that of the GOP, GOP, they are done with it. To which all I can say is you don't end and dispense with and dispose of big and important things. As Toby McGuire said in Seabiscuit, you don't just throw something out because it's been beaten up a little bit. Because here's the gig. As the party of Lincoln and Reagan, the party of Coolidge and Goldwater, it's even more than that. Consider it's carved in stone in South Dakota. Two of the four faces on Rushmore 
are or were self-identified Republicans. The other two, I could easily argue, would be as well. It's just that the parties were labeled differently in Washington and Jefferson's day. So whatever dissents or disappointments, this Republican Party is worth saving and reviving because the idea of the West is worth saving. As Barry Goldwater's speechwriter and my teacher, Harry Jaffa, put it, I believe if the salvation of the West is to come, it will come from the United States. And if the salvation of the United States is to come, it will come from the Republican Party. And if the salvation of the Republican Party is to come, it will come from the conservative movement within it. And if the salvation of the conservative movement is to come, it will come from the principles of our founding, as best pointed out in our Declaration of Independence. Take a pause on that and look at the very first Republican Party platform of 1856. 1856. It's all about the principles of the West. We were founded, our party was founded to save the idea of the West before we even started speaking about such a thing as the West. The platform is effectively about three things. The Declaration of Independence, economic liberty, and then slavery and polygamy, which was an issue back then. So let's dispense with the idea that the GOP should not be involved in social issues. It was founded on them. Family values, you might say. Ronald Reagan, by the way, is president, and so far as I know, is the only president to write a book in office, wrote a book in office, defending the proposition of unborn life. It was called Abortion and the Conscience of a Nation. So if I might, if the salvation of all that is going to come, it's going to have to look to its roots in Arizona, from what Reagan and Goldwater and so many others gave us. We have an especial duty here, is my point, and that means reflection and choice today. Vote, 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 like your country dependent on it, because it does. Some ask, well, what does the party stand for? It hasn't changed so far as I'm concerned. It's been distorted or it has been attempted to be distorted, but it hasn't changed, just as our Declaration of Independence and Constitution haven't changed, though they've been distorted or attempted to be distorted. But they haven't changed. The thread from 1856 to Lincoln to Coolidge to and forward is integral, though we need and needed to be reminded of it from time to time. A great reminder might just be, again, in Arizona, with the Barry Goldwater candidacy of 1964. That came about about a decade after National Review was founded and about four years after the famous Sharon Statement was put together by William Buckley and the Young Americans for Freedom, all of which were critical in pushing the Goldwater candidacy of 1964. The worldview of Barry Goldwater, and per his ghostwriters, as he willingly would admit, is probably best found in his massively best-selling book, The Conscience of a Conservative, first published in 1960. There he, Goldwater, starts to define modern conservatism a bit. Here's what he wrote. We liberals, the liberals will say, are interested in people. Our concern is with human beings, while you conservatives are preoccupied with the preservation of economic privilege and status. Take them a step further and the liberals will turn the accusations into a class argument. It is the little people that concern us, not the malefactors of great wealth. Such statements from friend and foe alike do great injustice to the conservative point of view. Conservatism is not an economic theory, though it has economic implications. The shoe is precisely on the other foot, he continued. It is socialism that subordinates all other considerations to man's material well-being. 
It is conservatism that puts material things in their proper place, that has a structured view of the human being and of human society in which economic plays a subsidiary role. He went on. The root difference between the conservative and the liberals of today is that conservatives take account of the whole man, while the liberals tend to only look at the material side of man's nature. The conservative believes that man is, in part, an economic, an animal creature, but that he is also a spiritual creature with spiritual needs and spiritual desires. What is more, these needs and desires reflect the superior side of man's nature and thus take precedence over his economic wants. Conservatism, therefore, looks upon the enhancement of man's spiritual nature as the primary concern of political philosophy. Liberals, on the other hand, he said, in the name of concern for human beings, regard the satisfaction of economic wants as the dominant mission of society. They are, moreover, in a hurry, so that their characteristic approach is to harness the society's political and economic forces into a collective effort to compel progress. In this approach, I believe they fight against nature. He capitalized that word, nature. I'll end the quote there. The great libertarian Goldwater would speak and write about that N-word, nature, so tattered and torn and tossed out today, especially in our schools and with our children. That, after all, though, was our party and movement, and it should be. We should re-grasp that again. Oh, sure, we can engage in what Whitaker Chambers warned of, playing games with, as he called it, the world's second oldest faith, that we shall be as gods. That is communism. Whatever other name you want to dress it up or plaster it with, it's communism. Reagan warned about that, too, in the 1960s, as did Barry Goldwater. Looking at the Democratic Party then, Barry Goldwater said to vote for a Democrat is to vote for a blueprint of socialism. It's not a blueprint anymore. A blueprint is a drawing, a sketch, an architectural draft. It ain't that anymore. It's here. It's kinetic. It's active. It is our duty to shred that, to shred that blueprint, to shred that notion of socialism in the American polity. Today, and more forcefully, then the newly self-appointed director of appropriate rhetoric, Nancy Pelosi, shredded a State of the Union address, including all that was in it and all that it represented, including call-outs to soldiers and veterans and Medal of Honor recipients and terrorist victims and survivors who were mentioned and were present and were from Arizona as well. To all of you in this audience on this election day, let's activate and vote as if the salvation of the country, the salvation of the movement, and the salvation of the party depends on Arizona. It did once. It can again. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. If you're concerned with stock market volatility, Y-Refi has an investment opportunity for you in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to it, not correlated to the stock market. A portfolio where you'll know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. 
and turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And there is no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. Your interest is compounded daily, you're paid monthly, and there are no fees. This is a secure, collateralized portfolio that delivers a high fixed interest rate and one where you will be doing good by doing well. Why Refi, a due diligence approved firm, uh, is offering up this investment that has an up to 10.25% rate of return. That's right, up to 10.25%. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com, or call them at 888-Y-REFI-34. That's 888-Y-REFI-34. Um, if you're uh, in earshot of this, it would probably be nearly impossible for you not to know about the problems, the goings-on in Maricopa County with, uh, with, the, uh, with, the, with the tabulations, the tabulation, uh, tabulations at the, at, the ballot, at the voting centers. Here's the good news. The good news is that it looks like it's been solved. Maricopa County has identified the solution for the tabulation issues at about 60 voting centers. County technicians have changed the printer settings, which seem to have resolved this issue. It appears some of the printers were not producing dark enough timing marks on the ballot. This solution has worked at already 17 locations, and technicians deployed throughout the county are working to resolve this issue at the remaining locations in a press release from the county recorder just out. Um, so hopefully, hopefully uh, that 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 has solved the problem that so many of you um, have experienced. Blessedly, also um, the GOP team in uh, Legislative District Four, which is uh, where I live and where I broadcast from, where our studio is. So if you're in that area, um, Legislative District Four, they put out a report. Uh, of polling locations that are doing just fine and have no problems. So Camelback Christian Church, which is at 6235 East Camelback, no problems. Paradise Valley Town Hall, 6401 East Lincoln, good, no problems. PV Community College on 18401 North 32nd Street, good, no problems. Mountain View Bark Community Center on East Mountain View, good, no problems. Sunset Canyon, uh, good, no problem. Scottsdale Worship Center, 65080 Cactus Road, good, no problems. Uh, there are a few others they say have issues. Dream City Church evidently is having issues, for example. If they update that further, I uh, will let you know. If you missed that, I am more than happy to uh, repeat it. But it looks like uh, help is on the way and maybe having solved much of it. Having done that public service, let me. Oh, by the way, well, we're going to have an election expert on in, in uh, Shauna Bullock in in about uh, ten minutes to talk us through what what she, what she saw there and what she thinks of that. It is interesting, though, isn't it, when you think of the fact that the Secretary of State for Arizona, whose main job is running our elections and voting, uh, couldn't get this right on a day she is asking to get a promotion friend of mine uh, wrote me and said it's really quite incredible to consider that when she can't do her one job she has one job she's asking to get an even bigger one 
if you're Katie Hobbs and you're trying to advance from Secretary of State to Governor, wouldn't you make sure that the one thing you're supposed to do as you're leaving office, if you think you might be leaving office, is to make sure that on this day, everything performed like a Swiss clock. Clearly, she should be fired, not promoted. Yeah, well, uh, agree. Uh, That's accountability, and that is the reflection and choice we're given, and uh, not for just that. Not for just that. Of course, uh, obsta principis, as my classics professor once said, be careful of first thoughts, because if you think about what the Peter Principle is, it's the elevation of people to their level of highest incompetence. We have seen that. A plenty, haven't we? I give you the president of the United States of America. I don't think we're going to have it today. I think Katie Hobbs will be looking for work after today. She should be. I think she will be. I don't think that will be close. A lot of friends, I don't know if you have friends, a lot of friends uh, of mine know what I've been doing for all these decades and do now. They ask me for predictions, and I, 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 let, I, I let them down. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You look at the trend lines. Uh, you look at uh, the polling. You look at everything you possibly can. You look at the desperation of the Democrats, not only in their talking points, but in their rapidly shifting talking points. You look at that desperation, and you kind of get the sense that, yes, red wave. I think Brandon Weikert said yesterday's tsunami. I think red wave. And uh, I think it'll be big. I think it'll be just possibly short of a tsunami. I think we get the Senate. I think we get it. Uh, I think these races will, though that'll be the national story, that'll be the national anthem, if you will. I think the races will be decided by fairly close margins, with a few exceptions here and there. I have to tell you, uh, one the the one thing that really, really, really is worrying to me is the fact that Fetterman is still competitive in Pennsylvania. I know I've talked about it with a lot of experts. I know I've talked a lot about it with a lot of you. This man should have cratered in the polls. He should have cratered months ago before the debate. He should have cratered even further after the debate that he didn't is i got to tell you one of the reasons i'm saying wave and not tsunami there's it's still true and we still can't forget the first rule of politics that irving crystal issued which is other people will disagree with you there is a lot of leftism in this country a lot a lot and they will put a bumbling fool in the senate who misunderstands questions and gives misunderstood answers over someone who might just be a conservative. In a place like Pennsylvania, this is the one race I'm looking at to say, red wave, not tsunami. I'm happy to take any of your questions and thoughts as well. 602-508-0960. Our good and dear friend Shana Bullock coming right up.
Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. It is a delight to welcome back to the show a longtime friend of mine, uh, one of the uh, best experts, if not the uh, one of the most expert people on elections and voting processes in Arizona. She is a member of the Arizona House of Representatives. She is Shauna Bullock. Uh, she is where I love this. I love your I love your Twitter bio uh, wife mom school choice advocate governor perry heritage rick santorum you and i are both rick santorum alums just at different times huh shauna yeah, thanks for having me on and yes we uh overlap not <laughs> i was there back in the 1990s and i think you were there more recently yeah I, le- I i did uh yeah 2011 and 12 that's right yeah but you set you set you, you set the path you set the template I, I, I got to ask you um, what your first impressions were when you started hearing about these tabulating uh, prob- problems, uh, Shauna. I loved your tweet, cue the movie for Office Space, once we got uh, this response that it had to do with setting the toner or the ink settings. But w- what, what was your first thought about all of this? So I received a text message from a friend at 6.17 a.m., so 17 minutes after our polls opened. Uh, they were already experiencing problems, asking me what to do. So typically, you know, since 2009, 2010, I have literally been out at the polls all day on Election Day. This is actually the first year that I'm not there. Um, I was supposed to be a poll observer, actually, and they didn't need me at the, at the last minute. So in my opinion, whenever you see these things that are coming in early, you know that the day is going to go downhill from yeah, there. Right. Initially, 10%. You know, 10% of the problems and then 20% of all the polling places in Maricopa County. Um, this goes back to when Adrian Fontes was doing d- different things with our precincts. Yep. So, obviously, we had precincts for a long time, and now we have these larger voting centers all over Maricopa County. And, of course, we're going to experience problems, but it's, it's these tabulator problems are actually linked to the fact that they didn't shake the ink before they put in the printers, I don't know. I guess there wasn't a lot of training going on. I really don't want to be pointing fingers because I obviously was not involved in the training or the lead up to making sure that everything was working. But in my opinion, if there was a problem with the ink, this should have been caught immediately and, and should have averted the crisis today yeah i um i was watching a press conference uh impromptu uh press conference with carrie lake earlier today i think is as she was going into vote or as she had just voted and i i think i saw her say that, that we we can't attribute malice it looks like tremendous incompetence yep yep so obviously if there if your listeners are getting ready to go to one of the many uh voting centers in maricopa county and they run into a tabulation problem, and they find out about it before they even check into the site book, they can actually turn around and leave that voting center and go find a different one. Um, In my opinion, if you know that there's a problem, there's 200 and some other ones out there that are probably a few close to you that you can go to and you won't have to worry about the problem. So unfortunately, if you're stuck inside the voting location and the tabulators are not working, you know, um, you can either wait there for the tabulation equipment to come back online. I know there's lots of problems with the, the tabulators not working. Even when they bring a second or third tabulator in, it's not working. Um, you can also ask to use a handicapped voting machine. Um, last resort, if you have to go and you've decided you run out of time, they do have um, the, the third tray to put your ballot in. And that's last resort. That's not something that I am advocating. I'm just letting you know that that is an option. Um, but, you know, once you've, once you've checked into your site book um, in Maricopa County, 
you need to make sure that the tabulators are working before you walk in. And if you are checked in and you decide you're going to leave because you find out later the tabulators aren't working, you need to go back over to the election official and have yourself checked out. Because if you do go to another voting location, you might not be able to cast a normal ballot. They might hand you a traditional ballot, and we have no idea if that will even count because of the technicality of checking in and checking out of um, the, the, the site books in Maricopa County. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Is this, uh, from what you can tell, and maybe it's just too early to know, is this more on the um, office of the recorder or more on the office of the Secretary of State? Is it, is it a blended problem, you think? So a few years ago, as you may know, um, under Helen Purcell, uh, the Board of Supervisors in Maricopa County allowed Helen Purcell's office of county recorder to oversee the election. Okay. And after 2018, um, you had the Board of Supervisors step in and basically say, we need this independent guy named Scott Jarrett um, via the Board of Supervisors to oversee the election. So... Um, obviously, it's a Maricopa County issue. It's not Got a it. Secretary of State problem. Oh, okay. All right. That, that's a good clarification. Because they're the ones who appointed Scott Jarrett to oversee and, the And that would explain why why the recorder and the Board of Supervisors uh, Gates was holding the earlier press. Can I hold you over for a segment? Uh, we got some callers and some other questions. I'd love to run by you for your expertise if you uh, have one more segment in you, Shauna. I do, sir. Thank you. You betcha. I'm Seth Leaps, and she's Shauna Bullock. If you're on hold, stay there. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. It is a delight to have uh, Representative Shauna Bullock with us. She is a member of the Arizona House of Representatives and an elections expert, great reformer, education as well. Shauna, before I go to calls, um, would you mind if I asked you a couple just simple tech? Well, to me, they're they're simple minded technical questions that I actually just don't know the answer to. Um, When do we stop counting ballots as in, you know, is there, is there a certain point after which you can no longer count ballots by statute or by law in Arizona? So there's a certain time that ballots are able to be cured for their signature to verify their signature. Uh-huh. They have so many business days to do that after the election. Once those are all verified and they have a, they have a very tight deadline, then they start tabulating those results. And then, of course, there's another deadline of making sure that you meet uh, the canvassing deadline for each county, um, and then they're submitted over to the Secretary of State's office. So, okay. so it could be days. Heard, it... As you may have heard, um, you know, there's, you know, after the 2020 election, yeah, there were so many issues that were brought up that the canvas had already happened in the county. Yep. And then, of course, canvases were sent to be certified for the Secretary of State, and it really was not a lot of time, in my opinion, if there were court. If there were potential court cases, um, they would not have gotten in on time. Okay. And the need to maybe extend it out a few days, I don't know where the appetite would be. Yeah. Um, as we're seeing, you know, this this year, this election cycle, I don't remember any problems really in, in August primary except for the pen issue. Right. Um, but now with potential ink in the printer not being shaken, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, not, it's not laughable. I guess I shouldn't laugh about it. Um, proper training, in my opinion, would, would help solve a lot of problems. I don't know if people were just asleep at the wheel and didn't realize there were specific things that they needed to follow. 
Um, again, I don't want to point fingers, but again, Board of Supervisors, they're in charge of Election Day operations. They appointed Scott Jarrett, who is an independent, supposedly, uh, to oversee this process. Okay. Uh, the other question is, if you mailed in your ballot, uh, you know, uh, weeks ago, let's say, um, do they go through the same kind of tabulation machines um, as the ones that they're having trouble with today, or is that a different set? So we have um, very fast scanners down in Maricopa County okay. Central to bring about all of the ballots that are coming in. So they are all supposed to go through the same exact signature verification. Maricopa County contracts with Runbeck Corporation here, um, not too far from the airport. They have a whole entire process. I went on their tour a couple months ago to oversee some of the stuff that they were doing just to understand it a mm-hmm. little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so they scan in all the ballot images. Um, are they scanning all the, the envelope Im- images on the back? Um, anytime there's a question, they send that back over to the county. Supposedly, there's a contract um, to verify the signature on the back um, with Runbeck that the county of Maricopa County has with them. And I, I was told that not all of them are actually looked at by a human, but they use artificial intelligence. Okay. So okay. Um, there's, there's a different process, um, you know, they have central count, as you may have seen. Mectech um, is all fenced off. Um, high security, as we know, Department of Justice is supposedly roaming around today. Right. There were problems early up um, on the Navajo reservation this morning. Go figure. Yeah. I don't know if it's still going on. As you know, people come in from New Mexico to vote in our elections. Yeah. And today um, they were blasting out anti-Republican ads inside the voting center. Oh, so fabulous. So hopefully they were able to yeah. get that down. Yeah. Um, they were also handing out flour and bread, supposedly, which fabulous. they're not allowed to do with statute either. Yeah. F- fabulous. <laughs> uh, let me run a quick uh, couple callers uh, by you. They uh, had a couple of uh, uh, questions they wanted to run by you, if it's all right. Um, let me go to Tom in Scottsdale. Bill, I'm going to need you to put Tom on. Tom, you are on with Shauna Bullock, uh, if you can make it quick, buddy. Hey, Seth and Shauna, thanks so much. Um, so, yeah, I voted in Scottsdale today. First ballot, I tried 11 times to put in the machine, backwards, forwards, this way, that way. Uh, they finally said, you want to put it in the box? I said, no. Got another ballot, and um, that one took four tries, and mm-hmm. that one went through, and it just had limitations on different things that I had to fix and stuff like that. And I just... I just don't understand. I, we are so technologically advanced. How in the hell can <laughs> yeah. we not get this right? Like yeah. this is just pathetic. Yeah, it's it's a fair point, Shauna. Right? It, it's the old if we can yes. if we can put a man on the moon, right? Well, Tom, I don't know if you had an over overvote somewhere, but that's one reason why a ballot typically gets kicked off. Like if you voted more than say two times for say corporation commissioner. Um, you're only allowed to vote up to two times, or like a state house race, you're allowed to vote up to two times. Um, sometimes it might alert you. I think there's an undercount as well. So if you are allowed to vote two times, you might be able to kick it out. I don't know about that one, but I know overvotes, it does kick it out. Um, and that, that allows you to fix whatever discrepancy might be on your ballot. You do not obviously want your ballot um, when you're voting in person on Election Day to be adjudicated. You're there physically, and you can correct the problem. So I applaud you for going on Election Day. I thank you for, obviously, your due diligence of sticking around and, and making sure your vote counted today, too. Thank N- you. Nicely said. Uh, very very nicely said, Shauna. And thank you, Tom. Carrie is in Phoenix. Carrie, you're on with Shauna Bullock. Hi, Shauna. Hi, Seth. How are you doing today? Thank you. Just fine. 
Uh, I went to uh, North Valley Free Will Baptist Church up here in North Phoenix mm-hmm. and requested a provisional ballot, and they would not give me one. They said they could not give me one. They didn't have any. So I said, okay. So I went to Paradise Valley Community College, and I got in line, and I waited. I went and sat down, swiped my license, and the computer told me I had already voted. Now, I did not do anything at the other polling place. I just walked up to the door, asked them about the provisional. They said no. I left. I go to PVCC, and obviously I already voted when I didn't request a mail-in ballot or haven't voted. Interesting. Did you you have a mail-in ballot mailed to you that you received? No, I do not request. I've never, ever requested one. So why were you initially going in and asking for a provisional ballot? Because I don't trust the Dominion machines. Okay. Um, I don't so trust the machines, I, I don't period. know. I, I, I have no idea how to respond to, to your circumstance. Um, you know, obviously, you, it, I, I have no idea what to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're actually leaving me speechless because if you hadn't voted already, they should have provided you a ballot, um, a normal ballot, not even a provisional. And if you wanted a provisional for your reasons, um, I, I would assume that they would give that to you because they could check who you were later on. But I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded how someone already potentially logged in to uh, vote for you. So you, you might really want to um, check with the county on that issue. Um, make yeah, sure that your check, check with Gates correct. or Galvin, right? I would think. I would write them and find I, out. I would make sure your address is correct. Yeah. Um, I would hope for your ballot somehow to be mailed somewhere else. It's, yeah. I mean, you didn't even request one, so you got to make sure that you're off the active early voting list. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so check out, uh, I would reach out to Thomas Galvin, I think, uh, Supervisor Galvin or Bill Gates, right, Shauna? They're, 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 they're well, saying. Well, I would, that, I would. Re- I would reach out to the recorder's office okay. if they're in charge of voter registration. Even better. And, and have them, you know, massage the problem, hopefully. Even better. And, and Even better. <laughs> Shauna, you're a champ. You're wonderful. Thank you for joining us on this busy day. Really, really great to get your expertise. Well, Seth, as always, it's great to um, be on your show, and I look forward to hopefully seeing you soon. You betcha. You betcha. God bless. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. Tim in Phoenix, how are you, Tim? Yes, uh, good afternoon, Seth. Uh, you know, uh, talking about uh, all these uh, mishaps and stuff, uh, I'm glad that these people aren't running our space uh, our Yeah, space, no kidding. Uh, department. No kidding. It's amazing uh, that, uh, my God, no we've got kidding. years to get this uh, set, stuff Ink. Set Ink up. settings were the problem. Yeah, no kidding. Amazing. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, look, I, you're probably the wrong guy to ask, uh, but I have nobody else to uh, <laughs> We'll to do what we to. can. I'm looking at my ballot here, and I've spent a lot of time this year uh, going through these propositions and everything, and, and the the uh, somebody in the government did send out a uh, almost a phone book of information. Yeah, sure. really did a great job of... Uh, going through all the propositions, uh, which I was grateful for. But there's several things on the ballot, and I'm heading out to, to vote yet this afternoon. Um, there's several things on this ballot. I, I have no idea who these people are, or I've never heard anything talked about. Uh, and just give, let me give you a couple sections here. One's the uh, it says nonpartisan ballot. Uh, Central Arizona Water Conservation. Yep, I've made a couple. Of, I've, I'll just tell you who I voted for and endorsed. I do, endorsed Corey Michigan and Shelby Duplay. Oh, it says uh, vote 
for not more than five. Right. Those two I know. I don't know the others. Repeat them again, please. Sure. Corey Mishkin and Shelby Duply. It's spelled like Duplacis. Duply, Duply, Duply. Sherry. Shelby. S-H-E-L-B-Y, Tim. Shelby. Give me another one just because we're running out of time. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, How about uh, Maricopa County uh, Community College District? I don't know. And uh, Glendale Union uh, High School. Yeah, that's out of my area. Yeah, I don't have that ballot. It's tough. And, you know, schools are so important. Yep. And these people are governors of those particular divisions. I have no idea who the hell they are. You bet. But if you go to the Arizona Arizona GOP Golden Ticket, They'll allow you to click on what legislative district you're in, azgop.com, golden ticket, and they'll have recommendations if that helps. I tell you what, I went there, and, okay. uh, and they don't. there's no mention of these particular categories. In your, in your LD, in the LD you have? Um, well, I don't even know what LD I'm in. Okay, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's best we can do. I'm sorry, Tim. Um, you can find your LD... Uh, by going to the Arizona Secretary of State's office online. And I think you can also go and get it. For, I think you can get it by going online at the Maricopa County Recorder. AZ, Secretary of State, azsos.gov probably is the website. Google it or you know whatever your, your web browser, whatever your search engine is. Find it and you can enter your address and it'll tell you what LD you're in. Uh, and then from there, you go to azgop.gov put that LD in, and it should have all those options for you, Tim. It should have those recommendations, I should say. Best I can do. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.